Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the PHNX Suns podcast. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy, hoy. Joined, as always, by the GM, the man, the myth, the legend, whatever you want to call him. He's Saul Bookman. How are you, Saul? I am good. All right, then. <laughs> well, at least it's not as awkward as it usually is, Gerald. Also joined, as always, by Gerald Borgay. Gerald, how are you, man? I'm doing good. Doing pretty good. I can get some nicknames for you. I, some uh, nicknames for me? Yeah. The, the Beat Man, the Man on the Beat. The Man on the Beat. <laughs> the beat. That's the first thing that came to your head. I'm thinking beat, oh right? I don't know. I call you the GM. Uh, yeah, I yeah, that's my title. Well, yeah, but <laughs> it's not because, like, I, I never. Okay, yeah. Oh, this is off to a great no. start. Yeah. We're Fan- brought to you by fantastic way to lead the show, Espo. <laughs> We're brought to you by our friends at. Who is it? Oh, yeah. It's Sportsbook app. Sportsbook app. America's number one sportsbook app. Use that code PHNX when you sign up, and you will get $200 in free bets if you bet $5 on any NFL team. I want to say NBA team. I'm just trying to give away DraftKings money right now. Any NFL team, if they win, you're going to get that $200 in free bets. Gentlemen, we are coming off a game where on Tuesday night we talked about it. Suns did not look particularly great against the Pelicans. Uh, tip topic is is a simple one. Are you concerned right now? Um, I'm not concerned yet. I feel like had they lost that game, then I might have been a little bit more concerned. But they've continued to show that when they play like we know they're capable of playing, they're still very much the team that we saw last year. The problem is consistency. They haven't had any consistency and I really do think that they're still mentally bogged down from what happened just three months ago, from going up 2-0 in the finals, from losing, from having to deal with that pain and then turn right around in one of the shortest off seasons ever and start it up again. That's hard to do. And I feel like they're just kind of a little out of sync right now. So so you are not overly concerned? No. If, we, if we're grading this on a scale of like 1 to 10, I'd put it at like a 5, maybe. Saul, so scale of 1 to 10. I mean, that's still mildly concerned. I'm, I mean, I am mildly concerned, but I'm not. I'm not hitting the panic button. I'm not, not worried. Like, not yet. It's here. We're we're we waiting. Have we have button. the panic button. It says easy on it. It says easy on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even. A panic I, button. What do you want? I can only afford. You couldn't so find much. a panic button on like Amazon. No, I looked it up. It was, and it was going to cost way more than my personal budget allowed to have a panic button. Oh, so we have a red a button line. you can hit. All right. We need it, to get some PHNX panic buttons. We then. do. <laughs> you also need to put a battery in that thing because the fact that that doesn't buzz is just 
It, all Annoying it says is that was easy. Do you want you that? Just, you literally that just got easy. like a stick on button that said oh panic. God. You got the button. I don't want you not hitting included. me. Like, <laughs> so one to one to ten. How concerned are you? Um, I'm going to say four, just because like. Who cares? It's the beginning of the season. Every team is every team is, we is care. We're every, every team is is kind of having a rough go of it. No team is consistent right now. Everybody's kind of up and down. This is the way of the of the world right now. All right. Well, it's all right if you're concerned. You two out there watching, it's all right if you're concerned because the mockers are here to fix the Phoenix Suns. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why? Why do you always? When we have fun, why? Why do you? Uh, because my head is on a woman's body, well, you know, <laughs> and it's not even like, it's not even close. <laughs> I, I was, I was asked who should be in front. I said I'm the start of the show, so put me in front. <laughs> That's how simple it went. I, I love that Saul actually is going to participate by. You could. We actually got stethoscopes. Yeah, you know, we went really far into this, and, and the doctor. Man, Gerald can't even hear us because he's got his headphones in already. I, you know, Gerald, you could you could wear it like this. Yeah, I guess. All right, that's the way to go. Well, look. Well, so they're tight. they're <laughs> being choked by a pure prop. <laughs> Not the first time Gerald's been choked. Hey! Oh, wow! Whoa, oh hey. my goodness! Actually, we're, I probably should have said, "Hey, at least you're not up 2-0 in the finals." Oh, oh wow! No. Too soon! Too soon! Hey. So the mockers are here. Look, there is something wrong. That's with what the I sun. said, Long John Silver. Really? You stuck my head on a white woman's body? Like it doesn't? Not even schematically <laughs> close. This is bullshit. But it's funny <laughs> because you get so mad about it. All right. So the the mockers are here to fix things. There is something wrong with the Phoenix Suns. I'm going to give you a symptom, and you tell me why you think this symptom is the case. <laughs> give me your diagnosis uh, as a medical professional. Sure. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So the Suns, obviously, as a my, as a <laughs> puberty, <laughs> puberty is the first thing that is going on. Apparently, so the well, Suns. Well, Mrs. Esposito, <laughs> his balls haven't dropped. Oh, That's man. the problem. <laughs> First, first symptom, sluggish start, right? What, what is your diagnosis when it comes to the sun's sluggish oh, start? Oh, I got this one. Go uh, they're just not excited enough to, you know, come out to fast starts. So that's why they're sluggish. They're not what, excited what, enough what, about what the you, games. They're not excited. They, they're worn down from, from all this, all the play in the last, you know, basically the last year. Um, and they're just, they're not getting up for these games. It's hard to get up for regular season games So, so um, when you've gone to the NBA Finals. So what you're suggesting is a little blue pill to fix the problem so they can get up for important games. DeAndre uh, Aiden should be taking anything extra. <laughs> I will say that right true. now. No. no drugs for DeAndre. Hey guys, is that too soon too? All natural. No. Hey, guys, Elon's back with another super chat. Uh, Elon. <laughs> There's no B. This time it's $2. No. But when we get to the $2 billion, Elon, we'll... Uh, I can't read it because Frank the put Tank uh, yeah, here, uh, Elon here, Frank the Tank and McGee helping Booker. Yes. There you go. Thank you. Helping Booker. All right. <laughs> Gerald, same same. Thank symptom. you, Elon, for the contribution. Yeah, I, mean, I honestly think Saul's onto something. I think we saw this in periods last year where they played bad teams poorly. Like they played down to the level of their competition. They let bad teams cut into deficits. 
And this year, when you're coming off a finals run and you've seen how much it takes in playoff basketball, it's harder to get up for these regular season games. Going back to an 82-game season, that's tiring. Devin Booker had a short season with you know the Olympics and then getting COVID and missing most of the training camp. Like It's just kind of symptomatic right now where it's hard to get up for these regular season games. And that's why the Suns are a minus 30 in first quarters overall so far. All right, just sluggish starts because they can't get it up. All right, we got that. God bless. <laughs> you guys went there. He took it there. I, I said excited. I just, you went to erections. No, you said you, you talk, can't get you up talk, for big You talked about can't get up, get up and a little blue pill. Like no, you, you started going down no, that road you on said your own. can't get up for, for games. No, I said they, they they weren't getting excited. We will roll back the tape. There was the phrase, Run that get shit up back. For, for games as well. If only we could actually do that. Uh, the next symptom, Devin Booker shooting only 40% from the field, 27.8% from three, and only averaging about 22 <laughs> points. What is your diagnosis on this one, Dr. Gerald? I, I feel like, unfortunately, it's the same thing we've been talking about. Like, he didn't get a real preseason. He had one preseason game, didn't really participate in training camp that much. He's still trying to get back into shape, and Monty has said all the guys are. Um, and he's just had some rough shooting nights, you know, when you only have a six game sample size, like going seven for 20 against the Pelicans, going three for 15 against the Nuggets. That's going to lower your averages. Um, I do worry he's taking like six threes a game and not making a lot of them. But um, it's one of those things where I think Book is an all star. He's going to get it back on track once he finds his groove. Um, Elon Musk in the chat says Robert Sarver should sell me the team because I pay in Doge. Mm. <laughs> Uh, this might actually be Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say it's because number one, Devin is is not in game shape yet, or at least not to the game shape that he was at the end of the last season. I think it's going to take some time. I uh, just think his legs aren't there, and for whatever reason, he's got no juice, and so the, the the juice needs to come back into the legs. And I don't know how we get that juice. So. So, so many performance-enhancing drugs we're <laughs> yeah. talking about. Yeah, geez. Uh, for me, I think he's trying to figure out how much of the old book he needs to be, how much of of the guy that, that distributes an unselfish that he needs to be with with the tired legs as well. I don't see that at all. I just see him missing a ton of shots. I think he's, I, I think he's being aggre- over-aggressive at times and then passive at other times as he's trying to figure out what's going on with his legs too. I, this is a defining year as to who Devin Booker is moving forward and what combination of what we've seen throughout the first five years of his career. Uh, I think there's a, there's a little multiple personality going on here too, uh, w- along with the, uh, the tired legs that that's an obvious problem as well, because things are coming up short and he just doesn't have the lift that he usually has. Uh, Another symptom for you guys, Sun's only shooting 31.6% from long distance. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's tired legs. I think it's um, not generating enough threes because the Suns are 29th in three-point attempts. They're only taking about 28 a game, and their opponents are taking almost 41 a game. So they're getting outshot by like 13 threes a game. It's hard to make up that discrepancy when you're not generating enough threes, when you're overhelping on defense and leaving shooters open. Um, they're giving up, I think they're third to last in opponent three-point percentage. So they're giving up high efficiency shots at an alarming rate, and they're not generating enough or making enough on the other end. I think some of their shooters just have missed a lot of good shots, but 
they need to be better about generating looks, taking them, and actually knocking them down. Well, I, I think they're getting looks. They just refuse to take them for whatever reason. I can't even I, – I can't believe how many shots, open shots, these guys are passing up from the perimeter to pass. And I just went off about this last night is that they'll have an open shot, and for whatever reason they think, okay, well, let me be unselfish and pass it to my teammate. The problem is, is by the time they get to that point, the defense is kind of reset and those guys are no longer open, so they kind of hurt the team by not taking those shots. I think, uh, and then and then they, it's like the game kind of goes on, and once they get to like the third quarter, those shots. I'm sure Monty's telling them, "Hey, when you have the shot, take the shot." So in the third quarter, that gap is no longer like a five foot gap; it's like a third, a three foot gap, and that's when they're forcing the shot because now the defense is closer. But they've been told the whole game, "You got to take the open shot." Like there's a certain rhythm to this that they're trying to figure out um, that they have not been able to figure out whatsoever. And I hope that changes soon because I'm getting tired of, of them just passing up wide open shots for no reason. You're going to lose your voice on the post game if they do it again, because <laughs> your quasi rant last night, you, you were quite passionate about it, but how much does pace of play cut? Because Gerald, you bring up a, an interesting point. The number of three pointers they're actually getting off and I think it's some of it is Saul's Saul's right they're passing up good looks but how much of it too is the pace at which they're playing that they're if they're not getting up and down the court uh, as fast as their opponents there's less opportunity to get those shots up too right well I mean they're 11th in pace in the league right now so they're not playing at a slow pace like last year they were playing at a really slow pace um, and you know obviously that's partly the Chris Paul influence um, and, and this team being good at hunting shots that they want like in a playoff setting I think it's something that Monty and some of the guys have talked about, Jay Crowder especially, like when you go from targeting mismatches on defense and hunting that best shot throughout every game of a playoff series, possession by possession, they've turned their regular season into a possession game. And that doesn't help them when during the regular season, you just got to let it fly. Like you just got to play basketball Mm -hmm. and they're not really doing that. They kind of got in this mode of where we have to hunt for the best shot every play. We have to turn a good shot into a great shot. In the regular season, in an 82-game season, you just got to let shots fly. You got to let guys get in a groove. And I think that's kind of the feeling out process, especially with some of the new guys like JaVale and Landry. Like some guys are trying not to step on each other's toes like we saw last year. So it's one of those things where they just have to play their game and and the chemistry will come naturally. They're trying too hard to get everybody on the same page, I feel like. Yeah, It's it's a difficult proposition for the team. Like the pace of play thing, I mean, it's a factor, but it's not it's not really the ultimate factor when it comes to this team. Cause like, like Gerald said, they are 11th. They're not, but, but the 11th is, is kind of misguiding because even though they're playing faster than they were last year, they're not taking advantage of those faster opportunities. Yeah. So like we just talked about wide open shots that they're not taking because for whatever reason they want to set things up. Um, and that's where a guy like Chris Paul needs to be a little bit more assertive. Like it's all great that he got 18 assists last night. Cool. Awesome. Good job, bro. But <laughs> I would much rather this team be blowing out a team like the Pelicans in the first half as opposed to being down by 20. So I don't really care about those seven assists that he had in the first like five minutes. Like I'd rather them be more effective with the ball. Um, and and when it comes to three-point shooting percentage, they have to take open shots, better shots, and more frequent shots um, from the perimeter. Otherwise, this team's going to be lost. And guys like Landry Shamit, Jay Crowder, they've got to put it together. They've got to put it together. Landry Shamit and that four-year, $40 million deal right now, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Really? For this? So, yeah, I'm not It's six games. Worried. I understand he, he's that. Been, he's been 
bad, but he has missed some pretty makeable shots. I, I think it's one of those things where those will start following. That'll look a lot better. They'll play a little bit more with confidence. Um, for me, the three-point defense is the bigger concern because they've been uncharacteristically helping off of guys too much, and that's giving opponents way too many threes and way too many efficient open ones. Yeah, that was actually one of the one of the symptoms. I think just play better defense is the <laughs> is the solution. This is not a team playing the kind of defense. I, I hope they realize year. by watching what happened last night. And I know Javale played better in the second half, yeah. and Frank Kaminsky played very well. Mm-hmm. Um, How much did that burn as a U of A person to say that just now? What that Frank Kaminsky played well didn't burn me at all really yeah because i can let go of the past because well there's a lot of u of a people in my mentions that can't anytime uh, i tweet about which, which is what <laughs> makes me love it even more i'm like come on he's the third string center you got the last <laughs> laugh it's not like he's like a superstar in the nba i, I honestly so. when you brought that up i was like why okay. i don't even that's impressive because i didn't think about that at all that's good because i don't give a fuck <laughs> um yeah i mean going back uh da Let's just talk about this. Mm. Uh, DA, by sitting out in this game, I feel like just becomes even more of a valuable asset. And I'm telling you, you better appreciate that guy because if you don't, sons, you are going to be right back to where you were two years ago, three years ago when you had 19 wins and that guy was still trying to figure it out on the defensive side of things. He has figured it out on defense. He's He's not a liability. He helps you in every single facet of what you do defensively. Um, Javel for being a defensive center or at least a shot blocker. Um, there's a lot to be desired with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see the weaknesses in his game. And obviously we know what Frank does. So, Symptom, symptom final one. Property value at Kaminsky Cove skyrocketing. How do we, how do we take care of that? I mean, look, he, had a, he played a really good game last night. Like, we welcome everyone who wants to join Kaminsky Cove because you've been the founder and CEO for a long time. And I've lost manager. a lot of money owning all that property. <laughs> founder and CEO of a property? I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just not, the I, owner? It's been, I was up till three writing last night. <laughs> we're, we're running on fumes right now. <laughs> but I'll take founder, CEO, God, whatever you want. I, I own all of Kaminsky Cove. Right. See what you're doing, Gerald? I'm just gassing my guy up. <laughs> Look, he played great last night, and I wrote about this. Like DeAndre Ayton, obviously the Suns saw what they miss when he's out because it was glaring in that first half. Valanciunas was eating them up. I thought Kaminsky did a great job in the second half, and I thought that Kaminsky and JaVale on some of those roles, their ability to put the ball on the floor and kind of close that gap like we've been talking about with Ayton is one of those things that DA needs to work on to take his game to the next level. But Kaminsky was great. I mean, we welcome everyone that wants to join Kaminsky Cove. I feel like we got to let them on the bandwagon. <laughs> the beach has plenty of room. Come on, grab a Mai Tai. Let's hang out. You know how you fix the high property values? How you how you make it affordable for people? Here we go. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. <laughs> Our friends over at DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app, have a great deal for you. Bet $5 on any NFL game. If you win, if that team wins that you bet on, you're going to get $200 in free bets. It's just that easy. You can take that sweet, sweet money and buy yourself a slice of heaven in Kaminsky Cove and enjoy what all of us had fun 
uh, with last night. You can do that or you can basically buy whatever you want because it's safe, secure, reliable and easy to get your money out when you want. That's one of the best things about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. No sitting there for a week trying to get your money out after you get a big win. Nope. You get a big win, you can get it out and and do whatever you want with it. It's sweet, sweet cash, and it's fast, too. So I recommend the in-game parlays. I don't know if you guys have done any of these recently, but I missed on a Monday Night Football five-leg parlay that would have netted me a a decent chunk of change by one uh, one leg of it. Why don't you ever bet in basketball? Because I know basketball. I don't want to make it too easy for myself. We're on a basketball he podcast. Want to take the misses out. I'm convinced. <laughs> no, I know. Like, I just like this is very I like losing this, money. This is very it? much like a, an inadvertent way of just telling the misses. I don't really want to take it out. He's like, oh, I was so close. She was like, what'd you bet? It was like a 19 leg parlay. We almost did it. Professional hockey. Would you like to know why I bet the parlays like that? Because they give you the free bet, the the basically the security that if you lose, they they give you back the. The money that you bet. I got $10 to do a par- same game parlay on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. Did five legs. Missed it by two yards for uh, Daniel Ooh. Jones, a QB uh, of the Giants. O- otherwise, I would have won like 800 bucks on a, on a $10 bet. Happy birthday, Happy birthday, Long John Silver. Happy birthday, Long John Silver 85. Celebrate it by going to that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up using the code PHNX, and you're going to get... Just from us as a happy birthday to you, $200 in free bets if your NFL team hits this weekend. How about that for synergy with your sponsor? 21 and over. Maybe you just turned 21 too long, John. So 21 and over, Arizona-only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details on the bottom of my shoe i don't want to know we're we're gonna we're gonna bring in one of our friends of the i know program. you kept him waiting in the deep freeze for like hey, 10 minutes i told him we're getting to him seven minutes earlier than i told him we were gonna Jesus. get to he's not even gonna be flex anymore he's just gonna be stiff it must be that oh god Jesus. back to the blue pills oh really it's oh, stiff our friend Flex from Why? Jersey joining us on the program. Why do you sound like a WWE announcer when you say the Flex of Do you not like it? We change it. Flex, I did you it, like guys. your I intro? And in this corner. I, I, love, I love it, my brother. I love it. Love it. Yes. Sounds great. Don't gas him up, Flex. That's right. <laughs> what we're trying to do here, man. <laughs> What's up, fellas? Not much. How, how are things in Jersey for you? It's going good, man. Going good. Weather's weather's starting to break a little bit. It's getting a little cold. I wish I was out there with y'all, but um, it's cold, yeah, man. Do. It's cold. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I do, right? I do. What what is it out there? Like eighty right now? It's like seventy five. Yeah, it's like there's not a cloud in the sky. Here. It's a hell of a lot better than Jersey because it ain't Jersey. All yeah, right, just this to... is true. This is true. That's facts. That's facts. I can I can say can, that my father's from Jersey. Can we turn, can we turn uh, flex up a little bit? Because I I can talk kind of hard to hear him. It's not on you, Flex. It's not on you. It's on our producer, Shane, for not doing his job in the first place. Oh, <laughs> <wow>. <laughs> the man behind the Mac forgot <laughs> you can turn the volume up. Shane, I'm just kidding. Come I'm back. Flex. Oh, Shane, don't ruin the whole set. He's <laughs> throwing things. He's getting down. mad. Oh, man. Flex, we... We just spent, I guess we could take off the stethoscopes now, Yeah, mine had been gone for like 15 minutes. We were. I was like, this game is dumb because I'm white all of a sudden instead of <laughs> my natural color. So we. 
we Bam, were, uh, apparently we were... I had gender reassignment surgery too. <laughs> that was the image. Let's be clear for those listening on the podcast. That was the image, not anything that. Yeah, they put my head on a woman's body doctor. for the graphic. Yes, uh, oh, Flex. Uh, we were talking about kind of what has ailed the Suns so far and what what how we're feeling about it. How are you feeling about the Suns through the first six games? You know, I, I said it with John Bloom on the post game yesterday. Um, I'm, I, I wasn't happy at all yesterday, man. Um, I mean, we got the dub, and there's not many teams that can go down 20 and win by 12. Um, but the game just didn't feel good. And, you know, I, I said something that one of Monty's famous <clears throat> quotes, right, don't get happy on the phone. And um, if I'm being honest, I feel like the Suns have gotten a little happy on the farm. And, and that's just being real, man. Um, I, don't, I don't see the same focus, the same energy. Uh, it just feels like a team that's just trying to uh, find themselves right now and maybe a little bored. I mean, it just might be a little bored right now. And sometimes that happens with a young team that gets, uh, you know, the success the Suns just had. Uh, they got to learn how to be the, the, the hunted rather than the hunter. So um, I think there's a little bit of that going. But um, you listen, with three and three, we probably should have won the Sacramento game, and you, you guys were all there for Denver. We, you know, so this team could easily be five and one. The only game that I felt was a real dud was the Portland game. Um, so I mean, it is what it is, man. It's early in the year, and it just seems like everyone's struggling right now. So if you're going to struggle, uh, I guess that's the still silver lining is that um, it seems like the entire NBA is is just upside down right now. So um, I think we're okay, though. I think we're okay. I think. Thursday is going to be a, a game where we just got to get right for 48 minutes. And then I think Saturday, you know, this team plays down to their competition a lot. And this is something that was good. They were going through last year. So I'm a little intrigued to see um, how things go on Saturday versus a, a really good Atlanta team. Hey, if they ain't ready for Houston, Houston will run them off the court too. Cause they run they will. and they can yeah. shoot like they almost beat the Lakers like, last that's night. Why the spread is only three points. Like yeah. I'm telling you the way the Suns are playing right now, I would not be shocked if Houston beat them. Um, and then they get, then you got Atlanta on Saturday, and you know if you can't get up for Atlanta, who was in the Eastern right. Conference Finals, and you got Trey Young and and Collins and stuff like that, then you got big time problems. And that's what I, that's the psychology of this team, the body language, the way they are engaging with each other on the court, just a lot to be desired. And uh, I, yeah. I don't really like it. Apparently, there's a vacuum going on. <laughs> I don't know what's going uh, on. Flex, what are you hearing in terms of? Just uh, kind of the the mental state of the guys is it is it like you're saying just uh, just maybe a little bit bored is there is there anything else going on uh, with this with this group? Nah, man. I mean these guys these guys just had a Halloween party. Booked through a Halloween party on Sunday. The whole team was there. I mean everybody's getting along. Chemistry's good. So this is a well knit team, man. Everybody's everybody's put together. It's just. I, I really just feel like um, they're just a little bored, man. It's just a weird dynamic, but um, I, I don't think there's anything else, you know, behind the scenes that's causing any friction. I think there's obviously a transition period with JaVel McGee and Landry Shamit. You can see that. That's pretty obvious. Um, and, you know, obviously we missed campaign. Last night we missed DA. Um, you know, last night was a weird game, though, because I'm watching the game and I'm, I'm actually, I'm pissed the entire game. Um, and, for most people, you watch that game, it just felt like the Suns were behind the whole game and were just 
just couldn't crack. And then finally, when they got that lead, but when you look deeper into the numbers, the game, you know, the Suns were a plus three in the second, plus five in the third, and a plus 18 in the fourth. So you take away the first quarter, the Suns dominate that game and win by 26. So I know you can't take away the first quarter. That's, <laughs> that's not how it works. But um, ironically, you look at the numbers and you're like, damn, this, this team actually played pretty damn good after the first quarter. Um, it just didn't feel like that the whole night. Obviously, Booker had one of the worst games of his career up until that last little stretch. He just couldn't find it. Um, and I think you guys nailed it, man. I was listening to you guys backstage. Listen, the happiest person on planet Earth in that first half yesterday was Bill Duffy. I mean, he's sitting here like, man, D.A. is getting paid by the minute right now. I mean, what D.A. brings defensively and offensively to this team uh, is priceless and is sticking out like a sore thumb. Last night, you can see, I mean, Chris took a little while to get that little synergy with Comiskey. And it just seems like Chris is able to get a lot freer and even book for that matter um, when D.A.'s on the court because of his gravity. And so. You know, uh, for, for, for everything that JaVel and Frank did that was really good yesterday, I mean, 35 points, eight rebounds, four steals, four assists, two blocks from your two bigs. I mean, we take that. But um, they're not DA, man. And and yesterday it showed. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the chemistry and anything is fine, though, but we definitely got to get DA and campaign back. Brian McCullough in the chat says, do any of you think the new ball is a factor in the rough shooting or is that just a cop-out? Um, yeah, that's a fucking cop-out. That's a cop out. Book had mentioned after the game because he was out. No, yes. He had mentioned that the Wilson ball, the difference is like with the Spalding ball, every ball felt the same. And with the Wilson ball, no two Wilson balls have like felt the same so far this year. So, and they are looking at it. Um, The NBA players and the competition committee or whatever, they are looking at um, addressing what's wrong with the Wilson balls and why they're so inconsistent i guess I, I will i will take that excuse over the oh the new the new way they're calling things is screwing everybody over like right. i'll take the right. because shooters there, there's a touch there's a feel to it if, if the ball feels different every time they're pros though we're not talking hey. about when you go to the rec league and every ball feels different we're talking about <laughs> but NBA that's how pros. these dudes grew up like they, these uh, dudes no. grow, even in college, every university you go to, they have different balls. They're used to playing that way. When you go play, these guys play pickup ball in the offseason. They don't always use an NBA Spalding ball. They use other balls that they have. Like, that's bullshit. That's absolute bullshit. Hey, you hey, adapt and you overcome. Hey, Sai, you know what? I'm 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 gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you something, bro. I love you to death, so I love you to death. You're my guy. But I couldn't but, disagree more, brother. I couldn't no, disagree more. Listen, I'm a, listen, I am gonna keep it one I'm gonna keep it one hundred. Now I I'm I'm just speaking on conversations I've had behind the scenes. And and Gerald nailed it. Um there is people that are not comfortable with it. And let's go back to uh, what was it when 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 Spalding changed yeah, it was like to the ten, synthetic ten or twelve years ball. ago? Yeah, yeah. right. But, but the difference there, but the difference ball. there was like dudes were legitimately like like cutting their fingers because yes. there was parts yeah. of laces on the ball that were too yeah. rough and were not like grinded down or whatever. So guys yeah. were legitimately like it was uncomfortable to shoot. Yeah. People sometimes people were getting blisters. They were yeah. getting blisters on their well, hands. I get so, that. I get that. Yeah. You you know what though, but so bro, you're I, from New York, you know. No, that. I know, dog. You know I, mean? I know. Like, listen, dog. But hold like, on, but hold there's on. There's just no oh, way. You know, no, you're right. You're argument. right. <laughs> you're no, I'm telling. Yeah. No, no, I know. Listen, like, no, no, he knows. Yeah. Like, you play at the park. 
you got yeah. you got different balls everywhere, yeah. and 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 it you know you got rough ones, you got you know whatever. Like uh, this yeah, is a manscape. Yeah, that's what I'm so mad that manscape <laughs> isn't here now. But that's the you point. You got balls not, everywhere. Balls the point they're not they're not playing at the park. They're playing in the pros, and right, every shot right. can affect your percentage or what you're putting out. I'm not saying it's an excuse. And book was even saying like everybody's playing with these same balls, like. It is what it is. We got to get past it. Shane, stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, this conversation is hilarious right now. <laughs> no, I, yeah. I, I, guys, I, I swear, I, I think it's not something that I think we need to go crazy about. But uh-huh. I do believe that there is a mental aspect to it. I do believe when Book says that the, the Wilson board doesn't feel the same from ball to ball. Um, and that, that has, I'm, I, I'm a shooter, man. You know, when I played ball, it was very, I was very meticulous with what ball I worked out with, uh, what balls I traveled with. I know we're killing this, this ball thing got to stop. We got to stop talking about balls. I, when no, I true, with my true. balls, no, no. I don't care how it feels. Like, All right. like Flex, I totally get what you're saying. Like there's a particular ball. I ha- I literally have four yeah, I got to switch the ball on the because table. Because I love the way the ball feels. I, I, I just, yeah. I like that brand of basketball. Uh, mm-hmm. But... When you go and you play, like sometimes, honestly, sometimes you just don't even notice that it's a different ball. You I just play with it. I love that Saul's Saul's riding both uh, both sides of this fence. I have a very particular ball. I like, but yeah, but when that. I go play at the rec or if I go play at the gym, like, hey, there's no excuses. You got to win the game. Figure well, it well, out. Hold on, Sal. Hold on, Sal. When you go play at the rec, do you not try to argue to get your ball in the game? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, yo, I got the best ball in sometimes the gym right here. I, sometimes it doesn't. Well, ha- sometimes it just doesn't happen. I, I must have missed where they're paying you millions of dollars to go play rec league basketball. Give a fuck. Ball is ball. <laughs> Shit. I mean, but sometimes you just feel more comfortable playing with balls that you recognize instead of foreign balls. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Gerald, you're killing me, bro. Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Put the balls also, back in the sack. Iverson, and let's, uh... Iverson Vlogs uh, in, in the chat said, Paul George even said something about the ball. Yeah, because I want to listen to Paul George and his thoughts on a fucking basketball. <laughs> yeah, we do have a question from Brian, and, and I think I saw this earlier as well, uh, about campaign. Um, Monty said today that DA and campaign both did a little bit more they didn't participate in five on five yet, which is usually like the big indicator that a guy's ready to come back. Um, but he did say yeah. campaign is kind of ramping up. So hopefully he'll be back soon. I'd be surprised if either one of these guys play tomorrow, but they're kind of taking it day by day right now. Yeah. Saturday seems Agreed. like a logical time Agreed. to bring back. Yeah. Saturday yeah agree. That's, 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 you're a hundred percent, Gerald. That's, that's exactly what I'm hearing. Um, they just not ready yet. And, uh, DA's a little bit, uh, camp's a little bit more further along. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't expect them to play Thursday, but if they're ready for Saturday, I mean, we shouldn't, we should be able to handle our business versus Houston on Thursday. Uh, also, if we don't shame on us. Also, um, I do want to go back to this cause, uh, we kind of, kind of skated over it a little bit, the rule changes and the adjustments that players are having to make. I don't know about you, but I know there's several NBA players that have already spoken out about the fact that they love, uh, the rule changes because there's no more gimmicky bullshit. Uh, like James yeah. Harden trying to hook players as he's going up for a shot. Um, and that's just not getting called. And to me, it's such a better brand of basketball. The only yeah. thing they could have done is to eliminate the foul on a fast break 
and not punish that team. Right. For, like I feel like as, as opposed to a clear path foul, which you should still have, I feel like there should be a numbers foul. Like if you have a three-on-one and somebody fouls you, that should be an automatic tech as well, and you get two shots in the ball back. I do feel that way because it's ruining basketball. That. They pointed it out yeah. last night on the show like, oh, how refreshing was that three-on-two fast break? We haven't seen that in a while. I'm like, yeah, I know. That's like the beauty of basketball. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I tell you what, guy. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Espo. I was just going to ask. Do you, do you think that Flex? Do you think that's affecting CP3 in in some ways because he's it's been known book. as well? Well, I think that's what I, I think. I think, I think it's affecting CP3 has been more more crafty though over the years in figuring out ways to play to those rules to get to the line to get guys in foul trouble. He's still been able to do the up and under and still get the foul call. Yeah, you haven't he hasn't been able to do the uh the kind of the the back end of the guy that he liked to do uh, and, and get things. I wonder if that's impacting him too. What do you so, think, Flex? Yeah, you, you know what guys? I, I think with Devin, Devin's an old school guy. So I, I think I don't think this is gonna I, I think right now there's an adjustment. But um, I know Devin likes to play like this. Devin, Devin was playing in gyms when he was 12, 13 with grown men. So, I mean, he's accustomed to playing like that. I don't think he's going to have much of a problem. I think um, here's the thing, guys. Um, I, I do think it will affect some some players. But I think there's some players that have been playing like this their whole life. And and I think Book and CP, those guys, have, you know, Book in particular, I, I know, is, is embracing this new uh, – you know, this new rule. And I think CP is just a vet, man. He's been around too long to not figure this out. But I tell you what, I like the rules, man. I like that they're letting them play. And I tell you what, if this rule wasn't in place, the Suns lose yesterday. Because there were a bunch of bunch of plays at the end of this game where last year there were calls on the Suns. Mm-hmm. And, and this year they let them play. And so I'm watching the game last night, and I, it was refreshing. I'm an old school guy. Like Sal said, I'm from New York, man. It's no blood, no foul type stuff where I go play. So – you know, um, I, I like it, man. I love it. Let them play a little ball. I grew up in the 90s, man, watching people get clotheslined and just getting picked up and nothing. The ref don't say anything. So um, I, I, I like it. Um, I think the Suns right now are adjusting. I hate what we're doing on defense. I don't think we're uh, – I, I don't think – I think you mentioned it earlier, Espoir, defense is a problem. And I don't think we're utilizing the new rules enough on defense. I think we need to get a little bit more physical. And I think we saw that in the second half. They were a little bit more up in their chest and realizing that the refs are going to let them play a little bit. I think in the beginning, they were kind of just sitting back. So, yeah, take take advantage of the rules. Get handsy. Get out there. Get out in the perimeter. Put a body on somebody. And trust that the uh, the rules are in place now where you can actually play a little defense. A couple of quick things on that because uh, Frank Kaminsky mentioned it. You know, we asked him about how he defended Valanciunas in that second <laughs> half. And he was saying, like, I kind of like the new rules because they allowed me to be a little bit more physical. Otherwise, he wouldn't stand a chance against a guy like JV. Um, and also looking at the free throw numbers, the Suns are actually up about three free throw attempts per game this year. Book is down from about six to like four. Um, but Chris Pauls are actually up from like two to four. So Interesting. obviously really early stuff so far. But um, the Suns have been getting to the line more. It's just weird that they haven't been making them is yeah. the problem there. A new damn ball, man. A new damn ball. Sauce <laughs> <laughs> about to leave the set again. <laughs> Flex, one final one for you before we let you go. Obviously, earlier in the week, Jalen Smith's rookie option wasn't picked up. Uh, he's been uh, the talk of, uh, of, of rumors since the offseason in terms of trades. Have you heard anything new about uh, either a potential Thaddeus Young move or anything else involving Jalen Smith? Listen, I know I may sound like a broken record and people may not want to keep hearing this, but the Thaddeus Young deal is still very much in play, guys. It's it's still very much in play. 
Um, I still think that is eventually going to happen. And I will go so far as to say, um, I think the Suns not picking up Jalen's option had a lot to do, obviously, with the tax next year um, and the implications of that. But it, but I, there is also, from what I'm hearing, there's also a part of the negotiation that the, the new team getting Jalen Smith that probably didn't want him on that option picked up. So I think the Suns are doing a little bit of Suns business, and they're also looking at potential suitors and what they're feeling about uh, a Jalen Smith trade. I don't think anybody, uh, whether it's the Suns or not, is willing to pick up that third-year option for a guy that really hasn't just shown – he hasn't shown enough. So I wouldn't be surprised if San Antonio has something to say and say, hey, listen, we love to get Jalen in the gym – get our eyes on them, get our hands on them, throw them into our system, let them play a little bit and uh, and see what we got. And then uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get here. But we feel much more comfortable knowing we can pull the court at the end of the year as opposed to knowing that he's locked in for that almost $5 million for the third year. So I think there's a little bit of uh, negotiations and background things that got something to do with that. Um, I don't think Jalen's going to be around too long, though. Um, obviously, whether it's earlier now or in the offseason. He is flecked from Jersey. <laughs> Wait, before you go, there's there a comment in the chat that said flex. Can you tell us who in the front office is smoking crack because someone is? That is so damn vague. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, I know somebody oh, is. <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm, Thanks, I'm sorry. I ain't got I ain't. I ain't got those type of sources, man. They're not telling me to smoke crack. <laughs> if you want to follow Flex, you can follow him at Flex from Jersey. Always a pleasure, man. We'll talk to you soon. Yo, pleasure's mine. Love you guys. All right. Always good to hear from Flex. Uh, some that <laughs> that may go down as one of the weirdest three minutes in show history talking about the, balls. the Wilson balls. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Hall of Famer. If you just tuned in, uh, go back, rewind, and watch that. You you will uh, either thank us or hate us for it. I don't know which one. Uh, we got a final segment. We're going to do a snake draft today. We're going to look at the uh, best role players in <clears throat> Suns history. There's the a glaring premise. omission from this list, by the way. We'll, we'll talk I, about it. I thought about it afterwards. Like, why didn't I put that on there? I don't this, know why I didn't. This was inspired by our friend Cody Hunt, a uh, yes. multiple-time Sunny winner, I believe. I'm just making it. I don't. If you're not, you are in my books, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cody. He put out a Twitter poll uh, about the most beloved Phoenix Suns role player, an entire 64-person bracket. Uh, the the second round, I believe, is is opening its voting at 3 p.m. Uh, Wednesday today, so you can go out there and vote for it. But it it got me thinking: if we were to pick our own uh, team, our own five uh, five guys that we love and draft them who would it be so gerald uh had the number one pick and gerald who did you go with as your number one pick yeah why do i keep getting the number one pick i feel like but you guys couldn't wait for me to come back from my lunch date so that's yeah, that 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 lunch date huh? <laughs> yeah, i mean i didn't know how <laughs> just to miss us out because he actually hit <laughs> on a single game sweet parlay. sweet winning <laughs> uh yep. for my number one pick i had to go with a number one seed in cody's bracket leandro barbosa the Brazilian blur. He has a fantastic nickname. Just a beloved guy in the valley. Had multiple stints here. Like, can't go wrong with Barbosa. No, well, you can because I think you got mm. left the number one guy on the board mm. for longtime Suns fans because it's totally irrational why they loved him. But it's 
and it was my number one pick. It sucks, Elliot Perry. Uh, he was the most irrational, beloved Suns role player. Crickets. Uh, I'm gonna win. You got. You guys suck. So I'm gonna win in this. Saul, if you if you Mr. Big right Shot, bat. Who, who are the two people you pick next? Then, if you're Mr. Big Shot, I mean they're better than fucking he's, socks. He's looking at his phone trying to figure out who no, the hell. Uh, it's Richard Dumas and Raja Bell. You pick Richard Dumas, who lasted all of like 12 minutes as a son in his very first year. That's when I'm taking his prime he's, year. He was as good as anybody out there. It's not. He's not beloved, though. I don't give a shit. That's what this is about. It's the most beloved role player. I thought it was his best role players. <laughs> we clearly did not get the assignment. <laughs> Saul's failing the assignment by simply showing up for the assignment. Well, I love you, Richard Dumas. So and your second you pick. I said Roger. Bell. Oh, you did mention. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's back to okay. you. Okay, it was back to back. So it's my my second pick. And I pandered to the crowd hard on this I because he's not my guy. <laughs> we all know did. that. But he was beloved in many, many circles. Kelly Oubre Jr., Tsunami Poppy, was my second pick here. I, I'm going for the popular vote on that one. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved Kelly Oubre, but it's interesting how much noticeably better they got after they traded oh, him. You know I was the... I was the uh, the king of that fan club uh, in terms of yeah. saying that they would get better, and, and they that, did. But that's unfair because they traded for Chris Paul. But like, still, yeah, you could have traded pretty much anybody <laughs> in the roster for Chris Paul, and you would have gotten better. That's I like fair. Jared's. I like Gerald's next two picks. They're they're pretty solid. Yeah. So for the next two, I had to go with some wings, more wings. Uh, PJ Tucker and Jared Dudley. Oh, those are two phenomenal three and D wings guys that were known for their grit, for their defense. Um, I think Tucker was a two or three time Dan Marley hustle yeah. award winner. Um, and Dudley, like, you know, everybody here just loves Dudley. How can you not love Dudley? Everybody else hates Dudley. <laughs> but I like, I feel like here at least we love Jared Dudley. I was so pissed that he went into coaching because broadcasting is where Gerald Dudley belongs. Yeah. He is so damn good. Mm -hmm. Uh, so next on my list again, you can't go wrong with this guy. It's EJ Eddie Johnson. I mean, the dude turned what a three-year stint as a son in his playing career into basically a lifelong broadcast ticket if he wants it here in Phoenix because people loved him and then they love him as a broadcaster. EJ is a no-brainer as a role player here. Held the record for most points in a quarter before Devin Booker uh, came came to town and broke that as well. Eddie was great as a player. What was his distinction? Is he like? The highest scoring NBA player to never make an All Star game. Yes, was that it? That is his. Yeah. That is EJ's distinction. Uh, yeah, my next two are Dan Marley and Mikhail Bridges. Also, we're going off the bracket for Mikhail Bridges. I didn't know we were supposed to stick to the bracket. I just oh, I, I wanted no, to you go. Pick who you, you can pick who you want here. Yeah. I I thought we were just using the bracket as inspiration but, for the, what we were doing. But is Mikhail a role player? Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's, not mean, a, he's not a he's feature player. He's the third option mm. if you listen Fuck to you, Espo. down there. No. He's the third offensive option. No, and that's that's what's going to go to my glaring omission that we, that we didn't pick. Okay. Um, and maybe it's because you guys stuck to the bracket, but in my head – we missed on a very, very obvious big okay. one. So, we'll talk. Well, are we, so okay, so we are doing current players because I feel like the I thought they were on four. Well, well, yeah, you no, can, I guess we can. I you guess know we what? didn't really this. I, I didn't the get rules. the rule book before Saul, we started this. Look at the list. Saul's gonna lose anyway, so let him pick whoever he wants. Oh, all right, man, that's a pretty okay. good roster. Uh, right all there. right, 
I picked as my next one, Marcin Gortat. Start with Elliot Perry. Marcin Gortat. Marcin, the Polish hammer, was was beloved by a lot of fans. This is a personal pick for me. Yeah, it is. I love me some Marcin. Look, Marcin Marcin coined the term, brought them on two wheels, all right? (laughs) Elliot Perry, you are underrating the love for Elliot Perry. You were overrating the Wasn't love for Elliot Perry. Wasn't he a one seed in Cody's bracket even? Like yeah, I'm, he was. I'm not picking for some random ass. I didn't go Marco I when Millage. When, you're, when your voice right? goes to another octave, I know I've got you. <laughs> you pissed me off now, Saul. All right? Don't you dare disrespect Saul. I love Elliot Perry. <laughs> he Socks. was. Oh, you're just treating it like I like I picked Mar- uh, Marco Millage as my number one pick. Like That's an obscure only I give a shit about. Kind of thing. Uh, Elliot Perry is beloved, so Perry shove overrated. it up your ass. Perry. Right? <laughs> okay, according to Zena Phoenix, Perry is overrated. Oh, Thank you. Uh, oh yeah, great. One person agreed with you, and we're just going. Well, all of Suns fandom thinks Saul's right. All right. <laughs> yep. What was your next pick, Gerald? Before I blow a gas. Yeah. So, so my last two picks were Boris Diaw and Ricky Rubio. I guess Ricky Rubio and Boris Diaw. And you, have, uh, you have quite the international yeah. team. Yeah, I do. I I feel like Ricky Rubio was kind of underrated during his time here. Like Chris Paul doesn't happen without him coming here, without the bubble happening, without Phoenix becoming a more attractive team. And then Boris Diaw, like he was just an all around Swiss army knife, except he's French. So I guess French army knife, whatever you want to call I- it. I I can't argue with either of those mostly because I'm wasting all my breath arguing with Saul. <laughs> but uh, I love beans in the chest as Danny Granger. Fun fact: I have a Danny Granger game worn jersey. I was so okay. So I'm from New Mexico. So he went to the University of New Mexico, and he was like our dude. So when he came to the Suns, I was so excited. I got to ask him a couple questions, and that era lasted like all of 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah I, have, I was I, devastated. I have a game worn jersey, which meant he sat on the bench in it because I don't think he ever played. A minute for the Suns. My final pick uh, is Mark West, a big daddy. It's uh, just a lunch pail guy. Everybody had respect for him, and you knew he was good for six fouls if he was going to go out there. So I, I don't think you can go wrong with Mark uh, Mark West, Coach Jim, Karan Butler, the greatest fashion show <laughs> participant. Like, in I, Suns I, I most definitely went with like I tried to assemble the best best team of the five. Okay, um, <laughs> so that's why I picked Isaiah yeah. Thomas for my last one. <laughs> Because Isaiah Thomas was pretty good. He yeah. was. It so. makes me sad thinking about his son's era because that was I was like right when I first started covering the team and then everything fell to shit because they had three point guards and so, none of them like it's all about chemistry. That. So the glaring omission, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but mm-hmm. the glaring omission to me is Sean Marion. Sean Marion is a role player, though. Yeah, but he, he was a role player. No, they didn't, he was they not. didn't feature him on offense. He was not a role player. You can't player. be a role player if was, you're an all-star and all-NBA player. Why not? And and he was a, I feel like that's the rules of the role player. And he made and he made like $18 million a year. What role player is making in in today's money? But you, when you look at it, that was close to max he was making back then. Yeah, that's not a role like, player. I, do, I, I feel like a role player is somebody that's not featured in anything that you do. Well, that, and I feel yeah. like that Marion was not a but, feature but then part of like, the offense. But then that's like everybody except for the one or two Could I have picked options. Steve Nash, the first version we, of Steve Nash? Could I pick that? Yes, yeah, we could have picked, picked DeAndre Ayton if we're doing that because he's not yeah. featured. It's Devin Booker and Chris Paul. And I, I know, know you don't see DA as a That's a crime, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I, I mean, yeah. according to those rules, then yes, Aiden would be a role player because they don't give a fuck about him on offense. Oh no, we're not doing <laughs> Saul, this. We, Saul I literally wrote two thousand words about this. Saul, 
Um, <laughs> my biggest omissions were they Pat just Burke. Don't care. Pat, Pat Burke, Burke is Gerald Green, West Pierce, West Person, and Channing Fry. Those were I. Channing came close because plus it, with him being a hometown kid too. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big factor. I, I think you're. I think you're spot on with with those omissions there. And Pat Burke's the irrational fan love. That's the, the beloved more than the role player because role player require having a role other than sitting on the bench. And Pat Burke never had that. So. I love the Matrix code JJM. That's why I was like, wait, wait, hold up. I thought he was just the, the best. I thought Sean Marion was the best role player of all time. What? On the Mavs. I would say on the Mavs. You really did the same thing with the Mavs. No, he was like a very reduced role compared to here. Like here, he was like two way stud. Like no, I know he was. I know he's the third option technically, but like still, I I don't know if I'd call him. Would Joe Johnson be a role player in his time in Phoenix? Yes. Okay. And it, yeah. There's just a lot of gray area. Well, here. of sure. course. We, we there's always. We didn't establish. I mean, you we can understand even, my confusion here. Like, what, what defines we a non-role player and a role player? We didn't even know when we were drafting because somebody was at. <laughs> That's lunch. why I don't role so. play in real life. There you go. Oh, man. oh God. Back to that. <laughs> yeah. All right. This, we've had a real distinct theme on today's show in terms oh, of Cliff, Cliff Robinson. Cliff Robinson. That Cliff would have been a great yeah. one. Good call, right? yeah. Rodney yeah. Rogers. Oh, I Wayman love me some Wayman Tisdale. I mean, Rodney Rogers. Oh, wow. NBA Jam, yeah, by Bo, the way. Bo Outlaw. Yeah, there's, you yeah. know, I, you probably couldn't count Jeff Hornacek. He did make an all star team. Yeah. There, uh, I don't think making well. an all star team makes you not a, a great role player. Well, I think role player. The way I think we took it was more the like unsung, unsung like I had Dan Marley and he he was a role player. He wasn't like a feature Dan player. Marley. Dan Marley was a role player though. Yeah. Dan Mar- okay. he I'm made an all star game. Say something slightly I- controversial to especially to older Suns fans. Dan Uh-oh. Marley kind of overrated. Hey! Oh, no, that, I don't think that's crazy. Dan Marley was overrated. He just happened to play on one of the most beloved Suns teams. Uh, by that point in his career, definitely overrated. Uh, and I don't know that he fully lived to, up to his potential of what he could have been, uh, what he showed early in those Cotton Express years. So I don't think that's that controversial. No, Mike B in the chat, Rex Chapman. Rex Chapman, oh, another another, good another great call there. A guy like a, a Dennis Scott, a 3D who Although, had one real role. We, I'm realizing we technically cheated with Dan Marley because he was a three-time All-Star. So if we're talking about All-Stars, can yeah. role players. Eh, I cheated the system. So. <laughs> So they didn't even follow the the system. It's there, there were no like defined rules. Yeah, we didn't have any rules for this. He said, "Hey, look at this fair. cool bracket. Let's give Cody some love and let's do the snake draft." Hey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I. So I made I, up my own I, rules. Somehow Gerald so, and I figured it out. So. <laughs> Not me. No role play from Saul. That's a personal foul on Saul Bookman. Fifteen dollar penalty. <laughs> Automatic first down. Wrong sport. Wrong sport. <laughs> uh, Grant Hill. I loved Grant Hill. Was man. Grant? Yeah, I guess Grant here, here he was, was a, role a role player. Role player. I should have drafted. Yeah, Grant. Grant's mm. a good call. Shaq. <laughs> Shaq made an All Star team here and won All Star MVP. Oh. oh, that's true. Yeah. So, might as well have been a that, so many that crap stuff. was rigged. See, but that's why I wanted to do more than five. We have so many that we didn't even draft. Well, maybe we do a second, second oh time. Oh my god, we're we gonna do this again. Well, we have to get you. A, a, <laughs> out of context, we, apparently folks. Have to, 
We apparently have to send like a 10 page rule book to you before we draft anything. I, I just need some divine, de, defined roles. Yeah, if we're we going to do this. rules, we'll have defined we'll rules and we'll get Lindsay back. <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay's the one that she's like the dead mom. That's yeah. like, here's the rules guys. <laughs> this is how we're going to do it. Yes. I'm not comfortable sitting in her seat either. This has been, uh, it's been weird. No more Pelicans in 110 picks for Lindsay. <laughs> oh, she's not here for two more games. Just you wait. We get to make, we get to make whatever pick we want. Just turn. wait till you see my keys to the game tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, dueling keys to the game tomorrow. I love it. Oh, uh, so <laughs> we will be back tomorrow, pre and post game, to get you ready for things and uh, and talk about it all. Uh, and we I think we're going to rename. What do you say with such depression? <laughs> <laughs> He's already dreading no, talking. not at all. I just realized solid I have to, uh, you know, when it's a two-man game, mm. it's tougher. We, you know, it, yeah. oh, no, it's not actually. We like talking to each other. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love you, Gerald, but no, it's, it, fine. It, it's, it's fun to it's talk. It's always better when we can invite a third, and I'm glad you're our third, Gerald. Yes, Gerald, we appreciate it. I'm the best third. <laughs> the, best, the best third. We, we talk balls with you anytime, Gerald. Gerald, we appreciate it. Land the plane. (laughs) Make sure to go to gophnx.com. Join the family. We promise it's not all like this. Uh, You can get great written content from Gerald about the Suns. We've got great Cardinals, Coyotes. Any team in town, D-backs is the other pro team. There we go. I was... Forgetting a pro kind team. Of. <laughs> kind of, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. You can get coverage of all your teams there. You can uh, follow us on Twitter as well. Become a member, and you're going to wind up getting a free T-shirt if you sign up for a year, or you can get your first month for 50 cents. It's just that Please easy. hit that like button. Yes. Please hit that like button. It Smash helps us. The like we appreciate button. it very much. Yeah, we su- Subscribe as well. Leave a five-star review if you're listening on the audio version. So until tomorrow's pregame, He's Saul Bookman, at Saul <laughs> underscore Bookman. The underscore is there for the dramatic pause I just put in the show. You can follow him at Gerald Borgay, me at Espo the Show, at PHNX underscore Suns, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Ahoy away.